Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's March 27, 2018, and this is episode 613. Today we conclude our travelogue series to walk you through our adventure on the second of my Japan winter wildlife tours for 2018. Once again I'm sitting down on a Monday morning here in my Tokyo studio to decide which 10 images we'll look at for this final episode. It's been just over three weeks since I finished this tour, but it's been a whirlwind three weeks as I try to catch up on business left undone as I travelled and as I tried to pull in a few big jobs, such as making some very large prints for display at a new gallery at Canon's headquarters here in Tokyo. I'm hoping to bring you more on this in the coming weeks. The result is, though, although I came home from each of this year's tours, having made my initial selection of images, I've still to make time to actually whittle down my selections, so I have ended up going through and doing part of that in preparation for each travelogue-style podcast episode I've done. That helps too, of course, and today I'll get further into the process, and then I expect to get time to finish this work in a couple of weeks. I've just counted the remaining images after the Hooper Swans that we left behind at the end of the previous episode, and I've got 376 of them, to choose from today as we jump into this. As usual, when I'm trying to make a selection of images, I've created a collection album and marked it as my selects folder, and I've defined Q as my shortcut key in Capture One Pro to add images to that folder. So my first job is to go through and hit the Q key when I see something that I want to consider for talking about today. After my first pass, I had 55 candidates to whittle down to 10. As these were obviously the better of the images in my selection, before I started to remove any, I marked them all with four stars so that I could easily pick up where I left off when I get around to finalising my selection. If we were to follow our trail chronologically, today we'd start with a shot of Sulphur Mountain, but as I've already shared a shot from there this season, we'll skip that. After our drive to the base of the Shiritoko Peninsula, we made our first stop at the Notsuke Peninsula, which is like a small fish-hook-shaped strip of land that juts out into the Nemuro Strait. Out there I got a few nice shots of the Ezodea rutting and a few nice-ish fox images but nothing hugely special so we'll skip them. As I continue writing this week's post in preparation to record I still have 25 images in my collection. But Monday has been another day of completing unplanned tasks and I'm way behind. So I'm just going to start and pick images that I absolutely must talk about and see where we can get. Let's actually jump in and look at a shot of a stellar sea eagle from the following morning as we took our first trip out on the boat to photograph these magnificent birds. I actually shot this first image with the camera flipped up into the vertical orientation as I was trying to get some of the birds with their wings spread vertically in the frame. 
I do this relatively often and I got a few shots like this that I like over the next few days. For this one though, the eagle had contracted his wings, so not needing the vertical orientation, I decided to crop it down to a square. With the sky being uniformly blue, if I needed to, I could expand the sky back out to a wider ratio image, but I only do that if I need that format, as it would require me keeping a Photoshop PSD file instead of my RAW file, and I like to avoid that when possible. I love the way this eagle has streamlined his wings to start his dive and the way he has his eyes firmly locked on his prey. The light isn't always great when we photograph these guys either, so although I'm not a fan of blue skies, it is nice to get some nice light on the back of the bird. My settings for this were a thousandth of a second shutter speed at f9, and my ISO was set to a thousand. My focal length was 349mm with my 100-400mm lens. After our dawn eagle shoot, we spent the afternoon on the Nodske Peninsula again, and although we aren't getting full snow coverage so much these days, we were lucky enough to get a northern red fox rolling around on what is actually a very narrow strip of snow, as you can see here. This fox was actually trying to scratch its back, but it made for a very cute shot, and I was happy to have nailed focus on the face during what was a very quick manoeuvre. I did have to crop this in from the right side a little though, as I was zoomed out just a little to 533mm with my 200-400mm lens and the inbuilt 1.4 times extender engaged, and I was framing him with more space to the right, as I hadn't expected the head to come up and over his body like this. From my Canon EOS 5DSR body though, I still have a higher resolution image than I would have had with a 7D or 1DX body, so I'm not too concerned about cropping a little like this if necessary. My settings were f11 for a 640th of a second at ISO 1000, and I was actually hand holding the 200 to 400 millimeters at 533 millimeters because we'd gotten off the bus to get closer to the foxes. That's another reason why I was happy to find that this was nice and sharp, as I was pushing the hand holding a little bit too. Moments later, the fox was lying down in the snow, looking almost like a model posing, as you can see in this next image. I love the expression on its face here, almost as though it knows exactly how beautiful it is, especially in this pose. I had to crop this one slightly less because the head was further back out, but I had also zoomed to 560mm for this frame. My other settings were the same. I have another fox shot that I'd like to look at, but I'll resist the temptation for now. If you're interested in seeing more, please check out my Instagram feed. As an aside, generally when I mention something like my Instagram feed, I make that text a link in the blog post for the episode. And you can always get to the episode with the short link mbp.ac 
and then the number. So this week will be mbp.ac slash 613. If you want to just search for me on Instagram, I'm Martin Bailey Photography. The following morning we went back out at dawn to photograph the eagles and the day started with a somewhat rare sea mist in the Nemero Strait, as you can see in this image. Although it sometimes feels pretty cold when we're out on the boat to photograph the eagles, it doesn't normally get cold enough for sea mist in this area. And the captain of the boat that we go out on said that it had been quite some years since he'd seen this phenomenon. It's not a great photo, but I couldn't help sharing this to show you what the sea mist looked like. Oh, and of course, it's a sunrise shot, with a half a dozen or so sea eagles sitting around on the sea ice as well. When shooting into the sun like this, I often expose to let the sun's disc overexpose a little, and then bring it back under control with the levels and highlight sliders in Capture One Pro. That enables me to maintain a little more detail in the foreground, but I also, of course, still have the option of darkening this down for a silhouette, if I want to. My settings were an 800th of a second at f11 and ISO 500, and a focal length of 400mm. I want to include a shot of a white-tailed eagle, as they make up around half the number of eagles that we shoot on this tour. But with the number of images that I share being limited, I'm torn between a few possibilities. I think I'll go with this shot, as it shows the eagle in its environment, with the beautiful mountains surrounding the port town of Daosu in the background. This is also uncropped and pretty much straight out of the camera, which is what I generally aim to do. Although I can crop when I have to, I don't like to throw away pixels, so when I can zoom in nice and close, it's great to nail a shot with a bird in flight filling the frame like this. I also really like how this eagle almost looks like it has a Mohican hairstyle, with that tuft of feathers sticking up on its head. I shot this at f11 with a shutter speed of a thousandth of a second at ISO 1250 and a focal length of 400mm. On our final morning out on the boat to photograph the sea eagles, I did something that I love to do, which is just rolling with the fact that the light was low, and spent the first 30 minutes or so doing panning shots at a 50th of a second shutter speed. Here's one of my favourite images from this 30 minutes with a stellar sea eagle flying over the sea ice, with his wings nicely blurred by the long shutter speed. It's relatively difficult to get the eagle's head sharp when they're flying around the boat, because their heads move up and down quite a lot. But if you shoot enough frames and have a relatively good panning technique, it's possible to get some shots with sharp heads like this one. My other settings were f11 and ISO 500, and a focal length of 312mm. The final eagle shot that I'd like to share today is one to give you an appreciation of how large these birds are. On our last trip out, it was really quite warm, and this enabled hordes of crows to get out to the ice from the port town of Rausu, and they were getting in the way in many of our shots, along with the seagulls. It's really quite annoying when some of our best shots get bombed by a crow or seagull, but here the crow gives us a sense of scale, 
so I thought I'd share it anyway. These crows are actually quite possibly larger than the crows that you're used to seeing at home too. They are large build crows and measure up to 60 centimeters or 24 inches in length. And they are still dwarfed by the huge stellar sea eagles with its 2.5 meter wingspan. My settings for this shot were f10 for 1250th of a second at ISO 3200 and a focal length of 349 millimeters. After our three days in Nausu photographing the sea eagles and heading out down the Notske Peninsula, we headed around the base of the Shiritoko Peninsula and did our usual intentional camera movement photos of the birch trees. Then, after lunch, headed up the northwestern coast of the peninsula and made our usual stop at the Oshin Koshin Falls. It's been a while since I shared a photo of this, so here is what I like to do. Just zoom in a little and single out a small area of the falls. Quite often my shots of the falls are black and white, without actually converting them, but on this day the rock was a very warm brown colour, so I turned on the black and white checkbox just to remove the ambiguity, and I also used a very subtle S-shaped tone curve to increase the contrast between the black and the white tones in the scene. I also like to shoot close-up waterfall shots like this in portrait orientation because I feel it matches the flow of the water from top to bottom. Although I do generally shoot both orientations just to give myself options. My settings were a 0.8 second shutter speed using a 3 stop neutral density filter and an aperture of f16 at ISO 100 and a focal length of 105mm with my 24 to 105mm lens. We were actually being chased down the peninsula by a very severe snowstorm that would close down a number of airports in the area for the next day, so I was being very careful to try to keep the group shooting without putting anyone in danger. As the wind started to whip up around the peninsula though, I got this shot from across the road from the falls. As you can see, I timed my shot to capture what I call a snow devil which is like a dust devil or a little whirlwind of snow being whipped up by the wind over the sea. It was also nice to see a bit of colour in the water in the pools on the ice. My settings for this shot were 0.4 seconds at f16, ISO 100 and a focal length of 105mm. If I recall I was using an ND filter to capture just a little bit of movement hoping to intensify the feeling of movement in the snow devil, but I can't really tell if that worked or not. Conscious of the fact that the snowstorm might stop play for our final morning in Hokkaido the following day, we battled the elements a little to go down to the mouth of the river that I like to shoot as our final shoot for day 11. As you can see in this final image for today, it was by this time pretty cold, and although you can't see this in the photographs, it was also getting really quite windy by this point. To me, the biggest indication in this image that it was pretty windy is the way the snow has been blown off the top of the rocks in the river. 
if it was just cold and snowing, there would be pillows of snow on the rocks, but here they're just bare. Also, the rocks to the right side are showing through, but partly frozen. This feels cold to me too. For this image, I obviously converted it to black and white, but I also ran a gradient mask from the top of the frame to the horizon and reduced the exposure on that adjustment layer by half a stop. And that just makes the sky slightly grey, rather than being almost pure white. I was using a six-stop neutral density filter too, to give me an eight-second shutter speed at f14 ISO 100. My focal length was 50 millimeters. By dinner that night, the storm was well and truly set in. The tree outside our dining room lost a few branches as the wind whipped around the building, driving snow horizontally across the window. The storm died down by around 10 p.m., but it had by this time pretty much engulfed the east side of Hokkaido. We'd been planning our exit from the island on the final day and decided that the best course of action was to skip our morning shoot in the national park and make our way to the airport straight after breakfast. Which airport we hadn't yet decided. Our amazing tour conductor Yukiko had us seats booked provisionally at two other airports, giving us options. But I checked Meteo Earth, an app that I use on my iPhone to check wind direction and strength, among other things, and I found that there would be a band of relatively low wind, literally from the base of the Shiritoko Peninsula to the Memambetsu Airport, where we originally intended to fly out from. But our travel window was going to be short. If we used the same time that we'd freed up by not driving to a different airport to do one last shoot, the storm would set in again and prevent us from leaving the peninsula. So we drove straight after breakfast over as close to the airport as possible and did a few short shoots there before catching our plane as planned and arriving back in Tokyo on schedule. As usual, I recorded a comment from the participants who were up for it, and I'd like to play that for you now. Also, one of the participants recalled that she wanted to say something else later, so I'll tag that extra comment on at the end. Let's see what everyone had to say. Okay, so here we are at the end of the second and the final Hokkaido tour of the season for 2018. I'm on the bus with the participants and we're going to go around and do a, a few quick comments. Joe. Joe Furman, Los Angeles, California. The highlights of the trip would be very simple. From day one until the last day, every day was an adventure with incredible sights, both scenic and of course primarily wildlife. Uh, the other highlight would be simply Martin and Yukiko. The trip was methodically organized and detailed and very extremely efficient. Highlights for me photographically was pointing my lens and getting phenomenal photos of both sea eagles and having been to Japan before I vastly improved. Two words, mission accomplished. <laughs> Thanks. Scott, do you have anything to say? This is Scott Clark from Los Angeles. 
And the trip was not only uh, as advertised uh, by Martin on his website. In fact, he's pretty much understated the, the beauty of this trip. But it was more than just a photography trip. It was a cultural experience for me. It was amazing. And uh, it was wonderful. And I've been on many trips, and I'm very impressed. And I'm not just saying that because Martin's bigger than me. <laughs> Thanks. James. Well Jane Scott Norris from Virginia Beach, Virginia. Um, excellent organization, great value, and I really like the flexibility. Um, Martin always was able to make the best out of whatever the day presented. And... Um, Photographically, magnificent opportunities, and also I got several lifeboats, which in a way was a bonus because I wasn't expecting to see some of them. So, oh. well done, Martin. Yeah, thank you very much. Ian, you want to say something? Ian Taylor from Manchester, England. I've never been on a photo trip before, and I can't imagine any trip to be as good as this. Everything was perfect. You walked into your hotel, your key was ready. You walked into your restaurant, the food was ready. Absolutely superb. So, thanks very much. Put the front on. Yes, I was recently asked uh, which was my favourite country to visit. Uh, I would now say Japan, and this is uh, my third visit to Japan and uh, this has been by far the best organized slickest operation uh, and a great fun and many thanks to martin and yukiko for their wonderful organizing and great support and, and kindness uh, i love the wildlife um, and the learning more about the culture and the scenery and uh, i find the japanese people so welcoming and courteous uh, and it's a great honor and privilege to visit japan Thank you very much. I'll be back. <laughs> You're booked for the next two years. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see you again. Andreas Simmel, Germany. Uh, first trip to Japan. First trip with Martin. Loved it. Oh, Nothing good. more to be said. <laughs> Thanks very much. Sarah, do you want to say something? Um, Sarah Jeffrey from London. I've been on lots of photo trips and most trips I go on are all about the photography. Eating and sleeping and culture is incidental and what I loved about this trip is that it combines both. You get a real insight into Japan as well as amazing photography. I think the reason I'm glad I chose this trip over all the other Jap Japan trips is that um, it's amazing having a guide who is both fluent in English and Japanese and an amazing photographer, but also then having an extra Japanese guide who sorts out all the things like getting you into your hotel quickly, making sure you are at the different locations as early as possible so you get the best spots. And highlights photographically are everything, really, the monkeys, the snow, the eagles. It's, it's all been wonderful. Mula, would you like to say... Oh, sorry. Would you like to say anything? I would say, my name is Mula Yafe. I'm from Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, I enjoy it very much. I uh, took, I hope I will see it at home, that I have a good result in excellent pictures. And uh, I'm happy that I did it. Oh, good stuff, yeah. Ron, you Yes, I'm Ron from Haifa, Israel. And... Uh, um, enjoyed very much this kind of tour. I was expecting to this kind of tour. I have a lot of experience 
going to all kinds of expeditions. It's a little bit uh, pity that we didn't have the snow before, but uh, anyway, it stood my expectation. I loved very much to take photos, uh, to learn from you. You have a lot of experience on things that I didn't know. And uh, I'm very happy to, to take this tour. Thank you very happy. It's been lovely traveling with you. Let's see. Kama, would you like to say anything? Short. Yeah, anything. All right, I'm Talma. I'm from Israel. Uh, I'm not a photographer, but I enjoyed a lot. The tour was good. I expected such a good tour, and it stood my expectations. I know that my husband is very pleased with uh, you and with your experience. And just, I just want to add uh, one word about Yukiko. She was just perfect. Yeah. You couldn't find a perfect, a more perfect she does a help. Great job. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. And anyhow, in general, the bottom line, we, I enjoyed, really, really enjoyed the trip. Thank you. Thank you very much. Peter, would you like to say something? Sure, yeah. Uh, I'm Peter from Australia, and uh, just going through it, uh, the uh, Martin staff, uh, support staff, are very uh, professional and uh, helpful. The accommodation is diverse and interesting and comfortable. Uh, food's terrific. Uh, cultural experiences dotted around are lovely. And um, the venues uh, for photography are well chosen. Um, the highlight was the Eagles, I think. Um, and Martin himself is uh, very knowledgeable, patient, and helpful. Thank you very much. Okay, so we'll, uh, one last word from Yukiko. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it. Hello, I'm Yukiko. First of all, I apologize for my coughing all the time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I really enjoyed this tour. Thank you very much for everything. And uh, I would like to appreciate everyone. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much. Let's let's finish with a, a big hand for our driver here, especially as he's going to be taking us across the island this morning again. So, Oikao-san, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, we're back here. Jane has a little bit of extra stuff to say, so go ahead, Jane. Yeah, I forgot to say before that this is an um, excellent workshop because I've been on several and I haven't really... I don't say I haven't learned anything, but nothing major to change the way I photograph. And I've been very happy with my results in the past, including birds in flight I find relatively easy. But with Martin, I learned two really important things. One is, I call it M-cubed. That would be Martin's metering method. And um, the other thing I learned, I wasn't taking full advantage of the... Um, the new technologies in the camera. So I feel this is absolutely amazing that having been very confident in my abilities, I've now learned a couple, well, one different way of doing something and a much better way. So thanks, Martin. Thank you very much. That's, I'm glad that it was of help. Thank you. Thank you. So that's it for this year's Japan Winter Photography Tour season. I hope you've enjoyed traveling with us and for those that are listening, 
I'd like to extend a huge thank you to everyone that joined this year's tours. Although our 2019 Snow Monkeys and Hokkaido tours have been sold out for a while now, we are taking bookings for 2020. So if you think you might like to join us, please take a look at the tour page at mbp.ac slash ww2020. Thanks very much for listening today. If you enjoy this podcast, please share a link with your friends. Subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast program to ensure an interrupted delivery. If you have a moment to rate the podcast or leave us a review in iTunes, that helps to keep us relevant in the huge number of podcasts out there now. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, etc., and links to everything that I'm up to are at martinbaileyphotography.com, so do drop by and take a look. I'll be back next week with another episode, but in the meantime, you take care and have a great week, whatever you're doing. Bye-bye.